When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic. Our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans. It was just yesterday where I was talking to you and I said we would come back if any breaking news happened. And lo and behold, it's sitting here. It's Wednesday. It's 12.50 p.m. And the Chicago Bears made a trade. They gave up their comp pick that they picked up this season, traded it to Jacksonville, and here comes Nick Foles. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Are you somewhere in the middle? We're going to kind of easily work through it right now, just giving you our true initial reaction. And of course, I'm your host, Will DeWitt, and I'm joined today by our top draft guy, weirdly enough, I know, but Steve Letizia. Nick is somewhere in the city right now, getting a haircut, getting himself a dog at the adoption center. So he is unable to join us for this emergency podcast, but Steve haven't had you on the podcast in a while, throwing you right into the fire here as we're really just kind of absorbing the news just kind of hit our feeds just a few moments ago initial thoughts initial thoughts oh where to begin uh, i have a lot of thoughts on trading a fourth round pick for a team's backup quarterback um i've been very vocal on twitter uh, i guess does that count being vocal anyway uh <laughs> that i am not a big fan of nick Foles, and i don't understand how you can trade a fourth round pick for him when andy dalton would have been a better option for a fourth round pick Cam Newton would have been a better option for a fourth-round pick. The only way it makes sense to me, um, well, barely makes sense to me, is is that the Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy didn't want any comp- any real competition for Mitch Trubisky, and that's why they went with Nick Foles, because Andy Dalton and Cam Newton would have be- beat him out easily. And now they can say that they tried, but 
Mitch Trubisky will win the camp competition and be the starting quarterback next year. That's what I. That's where my head's at right now. So you're telling me the Bears are going to be paying twenty two million dollars for a backup quarterback? Well, I think the reason it was such a high fourth round pick is because that I'm imagining, I'm hoping the Jaguars are going to be eating a lot of that money. Um, but that, so that's that's why I'm thinking that. I mean, we still have to wait until all the contract stuff comes out. But because it was such a high pick for him. Uh, I'd imagine they're they're eating a lot of money, so it won't be that much of a financial uh, burden on the Bears. Uh, but that they could still say that they tried. Oh, look, we tried to upgrade the position. Mitch Trubisky still won. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. Yeah, it you know it's interesting because they've been linked to all these different quarterbacks throughout the process. And Steve, I'm curious. You know, we're not in the room, so we don't really know what's exactly happening. Do you think this is what the Bears kind of wanted all along, or do you think they did miss out on some top guys and are like? well, at this rate, maybe Mitch is our best hot hope or they don't want to bring in a Cam Newton or an Andy Dalton. I know they've been talking to everybody, but why do you think they settled on Foles at the end of the day? Is it his familiarity within the system? I know he's been in it uh, for quite some time. They don't want to kind of catch someone up to speed. Familiarity is going to be a big part of it. It'll be interesting to see what Andy Dalton and Cam Newton eventually go for if they're traded or if they're released because both those things will happen. Um, so it'll be interesting to see there. I don't. They were never really connected to like a Marcus Mariota, a guy who's just signed as a free agent. So uh, maybe they talked to him. I don't know and missed out of him. I don't know, but I never saw any reports that they were connected to there. So I think this is this is what they kind of wanted all along. I think they there were some reports out there that they went after Bridgewater and they went after Newton and even and there were reports of connection to Andy Dalton. Um, but I think Nick Foles was always their target because I think they still believe in Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, it's really interesting. I didn't think Foles was going to be the guy. I really thought it was going to be someone, uh, anyone else, honestly, may have been yeah. better. Maybe outside of Joe Flacco, this seems like <laughs> the second worst possible option for the Bears. You have a guy who hasn't thrown for 20-plus touchdowns since 2013, which I guess 2013, when you look at Robert Quinn and you also look at uh, Jimmy Graham, it just seems like we're bringing on everyone who had a really good year in 2013, yeah. but he's only had one season where he had at least 20 touchdowns, which is that 2013 year. Uh, he's only played in a handful of games with, what, seven games through, since 2016? I'm having a hard time getting excited about this. I know he had a really good Super Bowl run, one of those improbable moments in NFL history. Uh, he was able to beat the Bears, or the Bears beat themselves. We're not going to rehash that wild card game, but... It wasn't like he was overly great. He was just consistent and sound. And as much as that may be all you need with this defense, you hope for more, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it. Um, like you said, he did. He has shown some flashes in this in a similar offense. So I guess they're trying to recapture that magic that he had in the Super Bowl run. Uh, that's a lot to kind of hope for. You can't really go into the season expecting you're going to get that six game stretch uh caliber of play from him so yeah i i, I i'm still trying to wrap like i said i'm still trying to wrap my head around it i doesn't make any sense to me um but i guess we'll we have, we'll see i mean we're all bears fans we got to stick with with who we got and uh but you're right I, the bears are are the only team still competing competing for the 2013 nfl championship that's what it seems like to me it really does and obviously Foles. Uh, he got that big deal in Jacksonville, and they were eager to move off from him. So, doesn't you know one man's trash is another man's treasure? I don't know if that's going to be the case in this situation. But 
Foles goes to Jacksonville, finishes 0 for you know 0 and 4 that year in his games. I know he got injured as well. Uh, when he came back, he was rusty. Uh, he didn't look like he can really uh, work the pocket or even escape the pocket to a degree that we want. Which all signs, I guess, Steve, it goes back to I guess mentions that it really is their guy. Yeah, he's got to be. I mean, it otherwise it doesn't make any sense. The only way this makes sense is if they think he can recapture that magic that he had during that playoff run and back in 2013. So I, I do think that he was their guy all along and that they were leaking stuff to the media of interest to other quarterbacks. That's what I think. But I'm also in not a very great mood right now, so I'm not no. being very optimistic. Um, so maybe I'm completely off base, but I don't know. This just seems to me that they were they were all in on Mitch Trubisky. They're going to give him one more chance, and this is their way of saying that we're, we tried. I can't believe they brought in a guy that averaged less yards per game than Mitch did last year, which is hard to find. <laughs> but they found him. They got him. Nick him. Foles. They brought him in. I don't know what else to say, Steve. I mean, we're here. We're trying to process it. Uh, This is one of those podcasts where I don't have any notes in front of me, any certain talking points. I just wanted to kind of hop on and get initial reaction. Uh, Both of us seemed a little irked and peeved. And again, we don't know how much the Bears are going to have to pay Nick Foles. And for a team that's already strapped for cash, it just seems like another move where they're going with a veteran. They're going with someone uh, who they believe can step in and perform. I just don't even I at this rate I'll say it Chase Daniel may have been a very similar identical option for this team. Sure, at least you don't have to give up a draft pick. Then I mean that was a pretty a fourth round uh, comp pick is is a fairly fa- valuable pick. It's not mm-hmm. like we traded a late round pick for him. If we traded a sixth or a seventh I would be I mean I still wouldn't be happy but at least it would have been like understandable. A fourth round pick you could get a I'd be ha- I'd be much happier drafting a quarterback in the fourth round like a James Morgan or a Cole McDonald or um um I'm blanking on the Washington Any State them. guys. Add, Anyone. It doesn't matter. Any it doesn't of them. Matter it doesn't matter it their name. As long as their name's not Nick Foles, I would have been okay with Anthony it. Gordon. There we go. There you yeah, go. Yeah. And, I mean, you mentioned it. A fourth-round pick for a team like the Bears, they're strapped financially. They're strapped yeah. in terms of draft picks, too. That extends that gap in between those second-round picks, and now the Bears won't be picking until the fifth round. It, that's going to make their job so much harder because I really thought that comp pick was something they would need to kind of lean on to continue to make this roster uh, bolster it cheaply and finding some good talent in that mid-round, but that's off the table now. How's that going to? You're the draft guy. How's that going to affect their strategy? Well, it's going to affect the strategy. I think you almost have to trade down one of your second-round picks to get back a fourth-round pick, maybe a late third. Um, It's also going to prevent you from being able to trade up in the second round. I know that was probably a a long shot for them to do anyway, but if a guy is kind of falling who they really like, now they really don't have an opportunity to trade up and get him. So you kind of take that out of your playbook too. It it hugely alters the draft. Um, A fourth-round pick in a vacuum isn't that much, but with a team like the Bears who that was – one of their top three picks that's that's huge so i don't really understand it at all i don't either i really yeah i can't find a way the ration is whatsoever uh, besides the fact that they want to keep appearances of a competition find mm-hmm. someone who can technically push mitch but also not step on mitch's toes because there was a time you know in jacksonville where you know people were just going for that minchu mania they're like you know screw nick Foles. And now just yeah. to come to Chicago, I don't really envision it changing all too much. Foles has never been a full-time starter in this league. He's never played in a 16-game season. Uh, going back to 2013, uh, he played in 13 games that year, which is his mm-hmm. career high. Uh, he hasn't played double digits uh, 
any other time besides 2015. It's, he's someone that you can't really rely on to be a full 16-game starter. So, yeah. again, I guess you summarize it, saying that Nick Foles is here to be a very expensive backup that's going to push Mitch, someone who knows the system that I guess, I mean, which Chase Daniel already knew as well. So I don't know how that's going to really help Mitch, but I guess it helps that you have a backup, which is still crazy to say we just traded for a backup quarterback. Uh, who knows the system? It just seems like a really, like they were just stretching. They're like, we have to bring in a quarterback, and this is the mm-hmm. only team that was going to bite on the bait that they were putting out there, and they just said, fine, I guess this is what it's going to be. And I'm having a hard time stomaching it right now. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. Um, they're just, I mean, if you're going to trade a fourth-round pick, where Andy Dalton would have been a if they traded a fourth-round pick for Andy Dalton, I would have understood that. I wouldn't have been in love with it, but I would have understood it. If they traded a fourth-round pick for Cam Noon, I would have loved it. Um, so I, I don't – and both those players, I think, are going to go for about a fourth-round pick, maybe even later. So I don't understand this at all. Now, of course, quarterbacks coach uh, John Filippo was, of course, uh, offensive coordinator in Jacksonville. So he has mm. that tie to Foles. He had him in Philadelphia. Do you think uh, he had a big – uh, what do you want to say, sway in this decision or had a heavy weight in the discussions here? Because obviously out of anybody on this roster or this staff, uh, John would be the one to have the most familiarity with Nick Foles. Yeah, he must have. Um, you can argue if he should have, but it almost seems like he had to have had a big say in bringing him in. They don't, they're not going to bring him in if the guy who worked with them last says he's not any good. So I'm sure they consulted him. So they, it, like again, you can argue uh, if he should have had that power, but it seems like he definitely did. And uh, Foles is coming off injury too. He was injured last year. Mm. Do you remember what his injury was? I can't think of it off the top of my head. I think was it was a shoulder? clavicle, a clavicle, clavicle issue. Yeah, that's what I thought too. So, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I hate to wish this on anyone, but maybe he'll fail the physical. And uh, <laughs> jeez. But uh, oh man, a little dark. Sorry about that. <laughs> Damn, Steve, I bring you on and you just go real dark real quick. Uh, so, sorry, Nick. Nick nope. Fo- to both Nicks, Nick and Nick Foles, <laughs> that you didn't deserve that. <laughs> oh, man. So when I'm looking at this, of course, Foles knows the system. Uh, pricey. I'm trying to go through my talking points in my head that I wanted to bring up here. Hasn't put together a full season. I don't know. When I'm thinking about this, it seems lazy on two ends or cowardice on one end, lazy on the other cowardice where you're bringing in someone where Mitch should easily beat out for a job. So you're not really technically pushing. You're having a, an okay safety net is what I'll call Nick Foles right now. An okay safety net. But mm-hmm. where I'm getting to the lazy point is Cam Newton doesn't know the system. Andy Dalton quote, doesn't know the system. So maybe they just don't want to get a guy up to speed or, alter the system a little bit to tailor to a quarterback strengths. They're still kind of sticking to the, this is the system and you need to learn it and ad- and just breathe it. And I know Nagy's always talked about Andy Reed and how he's mm-hmm. always kind of changing, but it feels like here in Chicago, we're not trying to change it or trying to keep it where it's at and bring guys in that know what it is and can kind of just uh, go in and start off with, you know, running any thoughts right. on that? Yeah, actually, um, that actually makes a lot of sense. And the more I think, just I just thought of something that with the coronavirus scare, obviously we we are definitely going to look, be looking at a shortened off season, and they might be thinking that they might not be able to get a Dalton or a Newton up to speed in that short period of time. They might not have that ability. Uh, no team, every team's not going to have that, you know, 
uh, the, who knows what's going to happen with OTAs and, and training camp and everything. So it might be a shortened offseason. So they're thinking that they can get Nick Foles up to speed much faster than they can get Andy Dalton or Cam Newton or another quarterback. So that might have played into their decision making. Um, I'm just trying to rationalize it the best I can, though. Yeah, same. It's crazy that we're here and we're disgruntled by having a former Super Bowl MVP at quarterback on our roster. It's cre- <laughs> it's, it's interesting to yeah. say it when you frame it that way, but when you're looking at what he's done in the regular season, it's just not pretty. There's one good year, and outside of that, it's spotty at best, and he's been beaten. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. He's been, you know, benched. He's been put back on the depth chart. I know his career's been up and down, but he's never been a guy. And Jacksonville was supposed to be where he would go to prove he can be a full-time starter in this league. And between the injury and coming back and finishing 0-4 when I think uh, Minshew was 6-6 and and Minshew's stats are uh, above and beyond of what Foles was able to put together, it just doesn't feel like the right move. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. You I don't know what else there's. I know I don't have anything do you, else to you, say, but do you I, want me to put a grade on this? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna put a grade uh, on this. Is there something lower than an F? I don't. I don't know. I, I guess an F. F minus is that a thing? F minus is something that uh, unfortunately we've had to use in the past on this show, but I wouldn't be opposed to bringing it out again. What do you think Bears fans are at right now uh, in terms of a grade? The majority. Um, well, just before I tweeted, I was tweeting a little bit earlier, right after it happened. And just from the few replies that I saw to those tweets, I'm guessing that they're going to grade it an F as well. I, I haven't seen anyone who's been able to, I mean, I haven't been on Twitter in a while, but I haven't seen anyone who, who has been able to justify it at all. So yeah, right now on Twitter, F is the second leading category here at 29.7%. The majority okay. lies between a B and a C range at a whopping 40%, which I know you're taken back by that a little bit, huh? <laughs> I, yes, I am a B and a C range. Who are the, who's voting for this anyway? Um, I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I'm done. I can't. I can't. I can't talk. We can't. We that. can't talk Nick Foles anymore. Uh, you do have one more thing. I want to know what are your pro, uh, product, projections for a Nick Foles? Is it backup? I mean, that seems like where you're heading, but I want to kind of make it official here as we wrap up the show. I well, I think they are going to have a competition. I think. Oh, it's hard. It's hard to say without seeing the numbers of the of the contract, because if they do, if they are taking on a lot of that contract, like you said, it's going to be hard to make him the backup. But if they if Jaguars are taking on a lot of that contract, I think Trubisky would be the starter. And I think we'll see Nick Foles at some point during the year. All right. So just saw this from uh, Field Yates where the Bears are going to inherit the final three years of the deal, uh, which is that base value of 50 million. Uh, the Jaguars will take on the dead cap of the 18.75. I'm not a cap contract yeah, expert but it seems like jacksonville's going to be eating some but we're still gonna be on the hook for a lot of money a good amount after the okay fact. and maybe he is going to be the unquestioned starter i don't know we'll see and if that's the case 
that's not enticing to me. Like that's not a quarterback nope. where I'm going to want to run through a brick wall for a quarterback that gets me excited about this upcoming season. The only saving grace may just be this Bears defense. It's going back to that 2005, 2006 mantra where you just need an average quarterback that doesn't turn over the ball, mm-hmm. who just plays within, gosh forbid, I just said it, in the system uh, and is a game manager type. And when they need to step up, they can, which I know Foles have done it in the playoffs. I guess the defense is a saving grace, and we're really banking that they're going to keep teams down like they did a season ago or the past two seasons, and Nick Foles can score more than 20 points per game. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, our defense is going to have to be 2018 levels again. Um with Nipples or Trubisky, who's ever starting, and they could—I mean, I believe there they can get back to kind of those levels. I—I uh, I did like the Robert Quinn signing, um, mm-hmm. so <laughs> yes. that'll be Let's good. talk about uh, a positive, right? Let's talk Bring about up that. Robert yeah. Quinn. <laughs> yes, thank God. Forgot him. Oh, after all this, I mentioned him on the top of this episode, but you almost kind of forget about those good moves just because some of these bigger—I'm going to call them mistakes—already out of the bat. Yeah. I don't usually, but it just feels like. A mistake, and it feels like a situation a year from now we're going to look back and feel like it's the same thing. Like, well, why do we do that? And we're yeah. uh, we'll probably be more strapped for cash at that point, trying to ship them off. And oh boy, well, I'm not, you know, when you think 2020 can't get worse, we'll see how this kind of shakes out uh, for the future. Yeah. But any parting thoughts here, Steve, as we kind of wrap up uh, a rare emergency podcast here on Chicago Audible? Uh, what's the one that's thought? Whoever takes over for Ryan Pace in a few years is going to inherit a pretty a dire situation that's all that's my parting thoughts because what he's done for the past year has been very a lot of head scratchers so um i think it might be time to move on after this year it feels like it's a win now situation which i think we can all agree with this roster it is a win now situation and he's trying to put the pieces together to make it happen and he's trying to put squares into circle pegs and circles into triangle pegs and mm-hmm. He's trying. We'll see. But as of right now, Nick Foles traded to the Chicago Bears. Bears give up their fourth round comp pick. So now there's going to be a huge gap between that second round and until the Bears find their themselves back on the clock in the fifth round. We'll be back soon as we kind of resettle, uh, absorb this a little bit more. I'm sure the Bears are going to be making more moves. So we'll talk about uh, Nick Foles in more length unfortunately, here in a future episode. But I want to thank you all for tuning in, uh, watching live. Again, it's the middle of an afternoon. I'm sure everyone's quarantining, so that's why I'm seeing some decent live numbers here. Uh, Hopefully everyone, uh, you, our listener, and your families are staying safe throughout these times. Steve, uh, same goes to you. I'm hoping that you stay safe. I know you're working from home right now. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back soon. Um, But until next time, Nick Foles is a Chicago Bear. Let that sink in. And of course, bear down, Chicago. Bear down.